Hello and welcome to the Airbyte podcast. Today we have episode two of launching a business and today we're going to be talking all about the problems that led us on and down this path. We have Rizard, Ross and Alex around the mic today. Um, so yeah, let's kick it off. <laughs> all right, so uh, to kick things off, shall we start talking about uh, user testing? So user testing as a as a problem what that tries to yeah. solve. Uh, as an entity. Yeah, as an entity. So Rizard, do you want to talk a bit about your experience with user testing and, and how valuable you you find it yeah sure uh i really love user testing just because that is my job but <laughs> <laughs> we don't want this to sound too much like it was a bit of promo wasn't it? <laughs> um yeah so my experience has just very much been well quite i've done quite a lot of user testing online um and face to face however i in my experience i found online user testing has been the quickest and yeah the easiest way to get feedback um if, especially if you're trying to do something in a really with a really tight deadline uh, it's much easier to send out tests to strangers rather than trying to organize meetings with people that may cancel last minute which can be very ir- irritating even if it is over the over video chat so yeah yeah, yeah and it's, it's a lot quicker and it can you can kind of take your premise of what tests you want to do and kind of be done within hours you can have feedback you can have real users using your website yes um, and and the key kind of questions that you're trying to solve is basically trying to filter out your um, assumptions and trying to answer any questions you might have around the design or even a current implementation what people are f- finding useful or yeah you know what they're struggling to use or understand mm-hmm. uh, it can be down from design to taste of uh, colors or even messaging uh, yeah percent. it can be a bunch of things um and yeah, just to kind of take a step back and determine really what user testing is, um, is really kind of taking that design and before, usually, before you uh, getting designs developed, or as Ross said, even in uh, live websites, kind of taking that product and putting it in front of people, as we said in the last episode, and seeing what their initial reactions are, if they have any issues with the website, and just a bunch of stuff that that can really help you make visible doing user testing. Exactly. And as a business, user testing can be really valuable as well in terms of cost savings. So if we talk about testing designs, um, you know, if you want to move quickly, let's say you, you have your designs done and you want to move quickly and get them done, get them developed, sorry, without doing any user testing, you can find yourself maybe making the wrong development decisions. And, and we've seen that before with clients that that we develop something and then it ends up actually costing a lot more. Yeah, right. yeah, it can it can greatly um, increase the cost of the project simply because you're making assumptions from early on. And uh, yeah, it, and then you end up getting it out in the wild and then you get your feedback and then the feedback's obviously Such different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's go all the way ra- back around the loop where it's could it just be nipped in the bud. Exactly. And uh, yeah, we, we've seen that first-hand experience, especially since Rizal has joined us and and he's definitely kind of shown us the light in that sense to be like, okay, look, you can you can save a lot of time and a lot of effort here by kind of anal- anal- yeah, analyzing it early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's one thing I love about user testing. It's removing, as Ross mentioned earlier, is removing the I think or users would want to users um, yeah. users want. So it's very much factual. You actually know what they would want and i think 
testing 10 people is better than testing none that's that's how i that's how i always mm-hmm. saw user testing yeah and another and from the business perspective um another kind of problem it solves is determining why things are happening on your website so if you have a live website up um i, li- I like to think that analytics can say what happens whereas user testing can determine why it happens mm. um nice nice quote there yeah, yeah nice. clicking yeah. that is nice <laughs> <laughs> um but you can use that you can use that information to to go back and and make those changes that might be affecting affecting your website it might be affecting your conversion rates and to to fix those problems that will then increase your conversion rates will in in turn have a positive effect on your on your revenues or on your yeah. conversions and everyone wants that so <laughs> nice yeah. all right so yeah we've i think we've fully justified we sold user it. testing yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah and if if you're a company or um even you know even a freelancer maybe designer and stuff that i mean you've obviously heard of user testing but it you know it should be part of an integrated part of your workflow um and it's also a service that you can definitely sell on to uh, your clients or or anything like that because it adds a layer of substance to your decision making because you can kind of justify why you've made those decisions um so st- yeah strongly recommended with, with yeah uh, yeah with quantitative data and that can can be a lot of subjective decisions 100% um and even as even as um a startup even trying to p- um, pitch your new applications having user testing to show factual data of what people do how it's actually going to work um, is much better. So yeah, 100% recommend not only for freelancers, but for big teams as well. Awesome. So shall we now move on to the kind of problems that we that we found with existing solutions? Yeah. Now we all know that how valuable user testing is. Yeah, so I, f- I think we mentioned on the last podcast, we basically encountered this with a client where we wanted to roll out um, to a known number of individuals a set test to gain their feedback um, I think it was on it was in that wireframing stage so it was quite early on in the project we just needed a collection of users that we already knew because it was basically people that used the service or were interested in that quite niche uh, market um, and we really struggled to find a service that was not just affordable but also kind of had all the features that we were looking for um, across uh, across web and also mobile like thinking in the future uh we found that a lot of them were either focused on heavily on one side of that so even mobile focused or heavily web focused but also um was also really focused towards enterprise and like large business rather than a small agency or a small product studio um trying to or even a freelancer trying to uh just get justification around their design even if they knew who their testers were uh and we found that there wasn't really any tools that could allow us to roll out a test to people that we already know for i mean t- to be honest it should be free that sort of thing yeah. like you've yeah. done the hard work in recruiting the people so yeah and we came across like ridiculous yeah. pricing it was strange that we i mean uh, as i think i said in the last podcast i remember remember that day very clearly <laughs> <laughs> we all kind of you know rizard you know using a lot of design tools we thought oh surely like because yeah you had the envision that yeah it disappeared right yeah just to make something clear as well um we we do know that you can use Envision to share links. However, the difference with what we were trying to do is set out tasks and mm-hmm. record the screens. Um, this is what we were very limited to. 
Yeah, so it's, it's more instinctive feedback rather than kind of sitting there pondering and being like, okay, I'm going to write this feedback. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. and actually, the people that we were targeting might not have really understood the vision feedback exactly. feedback loop. So it needs to be really guided as well. Yeah, so um, for example, you know, add this item to your checkout kind of prompts like that that can then make the user do those actions and talk through what what they are yep. what they're doing what they're thinking yeah, yeah. And, and it was really time sensitive as well like it took us quite a while to do this research and find find a tool and what we'd mistakenly done is assume that this tool existed yeah <laughs> um and then we found that it, it didn't exist in the form that we were thinking of yeah. um which is strange because we were all thinking of it yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's strange because so most things do exist because in in <laughs> Like it was, a, it was a bit of a shock to me because um, before um, Envision had this awesome um, deal with usertesting.com where you can send out unlimited tests. And that's what I was doing for the longest time. And I'm sure a lot of freelancers out there must have loved that tool. Yeah. Envision unfortunately cut that down to three. <laughs> and obviously, you know, if you're trying to do a wider scale of testing, three users is not enough. So that's the, that's the problem we encountered. Um, and it was also just the... It's also just the cost of it. Um, it was way too expensive for for that, and it was even it was really hard to just get links to share it amongst other people. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I think we we got so desperate on that day that we were willing to pay for an alternative, like a reasonable amount for a yeah. solution. But then it would be yeah, there just wasn't one that was even yeah. in the reasonable. We, we f- had to pay annually bracket. for one. Yeah, one well, oh, kind yeah. of met our needs. <laughs> so yeah, so we started looking at the market itself, and obviously. We, we've just talked about user testing as a whole and why it's so beneficial. So we won't cover that, but we were kind of looking at the three main problems within user testing and we've kind of come up with uh, the kind of tool around it. So even mm-hmm. if you've got your set of users, how do you get that feedback? How do you how do you collate that really easily and in a nice format and also make that accessible because obviously that's got to be used by people uh, that might not be familiar with tech or that familiar with tech. Uh, the whole recruitment problem which is how do you get users that are really relevant to you? Um, how do you make sure that those are vetted in some form, that, you know, to make sure that yeah. they're relevant? Uh, and also that you incentivize them correctly so that you're not, uh, it's not your mate, or, you know, who will give you your good, you know, yeah. good feedback because yeah. it's, he's your mate or yeah, she's you your want, mate. You want people to tell you straight up. Yeah. And, and yeah, you want it to be unbiased, essentially. And that, and the, and a bit of that is education around testing and, Obviously, we can. That's a whole different topic about how you make good tests groups, and, yeah, and yeah. unbiased questions. Um, so yeah, that that was kind of a big thing. Now, how you make that that uh, collect collection collation of those users or those customers really simple mm-hmm. and get those on board really easily. And then there was the third one, which was kind of the matchmaking, and that's and that's kind of the big problem that everyone's solving or try or focusing yeah. on solving because it's quite lucrative. Is Indeed. is I sit down on a computer and I go, okay, I want to test this amongst 10,000 people. A bit of an extreme example. but yeah. <laughs> um, And they off, you know, this service will go and find 10,000 people that match a set criteria. Um, and that's what a lot of them focus on because that's kind of the lucrative market. But actually, there's there's kind of different, different sectors of that. There's self-recruitment and also um, recruitment of unknown people that, that you haven't done. And obviously, Rizard, you were talking about usertesting.com and obviously that's kind of uh, covers that later half of that experience where you're you're sending out a test into a kind of a randomer. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it fits some f- form of demographic, but it essentially is around a stranger yeah. that that you've never in- probably never encountered before. Yeah, um, and I think that was the double-edged sword of the Envision tool at the time, just because user testing do offer um, a way to um, 
do matchmaking. However, that was that was a super expensive. Um, again, I think that was mainly aimed at enterprise companies, um, much bigger than a f- like a, just one freelancer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I was using it through Envision, it would be sending it to people in like America. Mm-hmm. So even though I was glad I was getting testing, it still wasn't the the sort of results I may have been looking for if I was aim- aiming towards a UK market. And I think yeah. Oh, sorry. I think each each of the kind of three pillars we like to call it the three pillars of the product has value a lot of value in themselves and even within each each tool there's value in itself. So for example, for the matchmaking, you could you could have a bunch of different spin-offs of of different ways of doing something. The same with the tool, you can have and there are there are different there are different web apps out there that kind of allow different kinds of testing. And that's that's what we're kind of going through now. We're kind of prioritizing some and and we do want it to be a kind of collective resource, right? Exactly, yeah. Mm. So we we are focusing a lot on the education side of it as well. We understand that this is, I mean, it's not new, but it's fairly new in terms of a, an approach to working and getting, uh, getting designs through the door, I guess. Um, but we, or out the door, <laughs> I should say. But w- so, so a core pillar of, of our products will be the education side of it and how we educate our users and and get them to make really interesting tests that will hopefully give really interesting results and and food for thought on that front. And we we've already kind of started seeing that we've we've started as we've started exploring some of the competitors and and the different types of tests that they offer. We've started seeing you know quite interesting scenarios that we can create um, that that will benefit from the other pillars that we're talking about the matchmaking. So we can take those really uh, interesting tests and apply that to strangers or apply it to people that are really relevant. Mm. Um, and an, another factor as well is um, going on the, I guess the, the transparent matchmaking. So we want to we want to make it super transparent as to who you're targeting and who you're getting back. And we've seen a couple of services do this really well, but some doing it really poorly. Um, and some you you have no idea if it's going to, like um, a me- mechanical Turk or MTurk, um, which is a service where they they just farm it out to whoever wants to do it mm-hmm. cheapest, mm. or it's actually going to people that you're you you want. Yeah. Um, yep. That's a nice, nice roundup there. Yeah. So we kind of covered a bit of it. I don't know how vague it sounds, but oh, <laughs> I'm hoping it. Yeah. It's not that vague. Well, that's exactly what we're trying to do in the office here. We're we're trying to nail it down to get that first first version up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very soon. So to give some time context, it's now the start of March. It is. And tick 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 tick. tick. <laughs> We've been working on this <laughs> two yeah. months now. When did we st- when did we start? It's before Christmas, just before Christmas oh. we had the the yeah, the inception the of the revelation. the idea, oh. so around that, yeah, around 2 months. Hmm. Shipping soon. Shipping yeah. soon. But yeah, I guess next time we'll talk a bit more about our branding and uh yeah, where yes. we're at with that. I'm very excited to talk about that. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's been is hopefully people listening are enjoying this kind of content. Um Hopefully we can kind of go into more detail as well because, again, in my experience, I think it's great to kind of kind of see what other people are up to and learn from them, learn from what they're doing right, learn from what they're doing wrong and all that good stuff. So good stuff. We should, we will have another, <laughs> <laughs> have another, like have another episode coming up very soon. So, yeah. Thanks on for listening. On that note, yeah. Cheers. Thanks, guys.